everyone. Welcome to this special episode of Lending Leaders, where you're getting two hosts for the price of one. So Elena and I, instead of uh, dividing our forces like normal, are back today to talk about the recent MBA annual conference right here in Philadelphia. Our thoughts from the conference, um, now that you know, you're fully recovered two weeks back, COVID's bad and everything, um, on my end, I guess. Yeah, um, just you. Just me. So um, anyways, um, we'd love to, Elena... Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks oh, for everything thank you. you do for the podcast. But um, you know, how do you feel about the conference? This is this is kind of a unique one where it brings in, you know, the whole industry once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, it's always nice to kind of take the temperature of things. Uh we'd love to hear kind of your thoughts from from the few days. Yeah, I think our experience is I think a little unique. I think for us it was a really good show. Um one, we threw a giant event. Um, so that was you fun. Threw a giant event. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I threw a giant event and got a lot of people on board and we were able to have honestly just such a wonderful time. And I think that, that mm -hmm. kind of propelled us forward towards a really good show. Yeah. Um, and one thing I think I really noticed for this show this year and honestly, even in recent years is it's a really great show for connecting with people that you have an existing relationship with, yeah. or maybe you've connected with on LinkedIn, you haven't gotten a mm -hmm. chance to meet in person. Yeah. Um, but when you, it's not a good show for like that cold sales reach out to try and get a meeting with someone you've never met before. Yeah. It's just so spread out, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very spread out show. It's always in a, a, a city and people are in hotels. People aren't necessarily on the conference hall. Um, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's definitely the record for step count out of any show. Yes. Too. And I think that's definitely something that, you know, as you're planning for 2024 is something to think about um, in who you're sending, how you organize yourselves for the conference and all of mm -hmm. that. Um, but it was my second MBA. Um, so this is, it was really nice. I got to attend Empower for the first time mm -hmm. um, on Saturday. So that was a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. MBA did a great job with that. Um, it was a lot of fun being able mm -hmm. to connect with some of my mortgage friends um on saturday and just kind of get that before the show experience mm -hmm. um what was the highlight for you um our event i think was great uh, mm -hmm. being able to bring have a hometown show bring in so many people um and just see the team kind of doing their thing right it was very nice to you know it was my daughter's birthday that sunday so i just kind of showed up for the event and that was it and you did such a phenomenal <laughs> job and everyone like did a great job with things that you know i think my role at shows Used to be I had to go there and pull leads and get information and, you know, every, my effort, you know, was mm -hmm. all that the company was going to get out of it. But now I'm kind of the vibe check guy, which I really appreciate <laughs> because there are a lot of other people doing things. So, um, you know, a lot more people are wanting to meet with us in a way that wasn't the case, you know, a few years ago mm -hmm. starting out. So it's it's definitely been a switch in a good way. It's nice seeing so many people that you know. It's nice seeing people in another space it's kind of a weird thing having like mm -hmm. the whole industry transported to like a bunch of hotels for a few days yeah too, so. and it's definitely interesting to see the like casual things that happen right yeah. like at the end of the night being at the same bar as a bunch of other mortgage industry professionals right, right? that wasn't planned that wasn't structured yeah. i think that's one of the things that's really common right. at the well, show like, like mba walking out of renting terminal market and one of our partners rob katz is like walking out with his vegan pastrami that he had like five of during the Ooh. show because he's vegan and he's like i haven't had pastrami in years he told me at the event so that sounds lovely shout out to you rob katz hope you enjoyed your sandwiches <laughs> um so that was that was really fun um, it was definitely interesting because I feel like even more so than last year, the tone was pretty subdued. Um, yes. Fewer people on the conference hall, 
um, the big kind of mantra from the conference is stay alive till 25. Uh Um, You know, we're in an environment industry wise where things, interest rates hit 8% while we were at the conference, you know, things, things aren't necessarily going to be improving fast. Um, So I think it it really kind of colored the experience a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to more than a few people that were at the show as kind of their last event with their company. Um, so there was more than a few people that were aware that maybe they were there and they were kind of job hunting for the next thing because yeah. or people that got laid off a week after and had no idea. Yeah. So I think there's definitely some of that, which is also uh don't do that to people. Yeah. Don't send them to a show to do a bunch of leads and then get rid of them the next week, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> like, Be better. Be better. Um, but I think that's definitely uh it's, it definitely puts a more somber note on, I think, what for us uh, kind of felt like, you know, it's our 10 year. It's yeah. a hometown show. We threw a big event like this was kind of out of the box for us. It yeah. was the first time we had done something like that. And we knew when it was announced in Philly, we were going to do something. Yeah. Um, but I think that definitely made it a little bit more interesting for us and gave us a different tone of the conference. Um, than what you saw maybe yeah. on the conference room floor sure. or and all yeah. of that. I kind sure. of viewed it as our bar mitzvah. Yeah. Bar mitzvah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, could say one thing that was interesting to me, um, I'll let you go first. Walking the hall, looking at vendors and things mm-hmm. in the industry, it's always interesting to see what is, you know, the new thing that's there. What 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 kind of stood out to you about those providers? Um, I think for me, the the thing that kind of stood out is, you know, a lot of people did beautiful booths. I, I always like to look at that stuff. Um, I think we're seeing a lot more LOSs in the market. A lot of yeah. people that are looking at their baseline tech stack because mm-hmm. we have time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the vibe that I got is those people were having a little bit more in regards to conversations. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's definitely something that I think is we're going to see as a continuing theme in the mm-hmm. industry. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I would love to see more exciting booths on like a personal note is like, please just like a table with your branded tablecloth is lovely, but you can do better. And I believe in you. <laughs> I, um, that's my, my subtle, subtle dig at the people who just put out a, you spent a lot of money for a booth, make it look good. <laughs> um, for me, every other booth said data or AI. It yeah. was, it, it was, um, stood out for sure and it was interesting because i didn't really know what half the solutions were too and i think we we've seen this at different times in the industry um where you know right before trid was coming in 2015 people knew there was a need to be a collaboration portal right so there were there was one conference i was at there was 15 different portals and i think two of them are still around Mm -hmm. um so it it was just really interesting to see that trend and that change when, you know, mm-hmm. blockchain and real estate was a, a thing for a hot second before, you know, all the, the crypto issues um, kind of, you know, came crashing down. Um, so it's curious to see what AI and data stays, what sticks mm-hmm. around. You know, I think there are a lot of concerns about it. Um, I was at uh, some lender sessions where they were talking about kind of, you know, the, the good and bad in AI and what, what can happen. So. Um, that was definitely, you know, the, the tech du jour, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how people use it, what sticks around and, you know, in a year or two, are there still that many you know, AI vendors? Yeah, I think there's a lot of 
there's so many AI providers out there. And I think, yeah, you're definitely right. There are a lot of them on the floor. There's a lot of data providers. Mm -hmm. I think some of the things for me is like AIs, I feel like really tough in regards to financial mm -hmm. information. Um, I'm a little weary of it in that I, I'm, I'm like just on a personal note. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for marketing and sales and yeah. all of that, I think there's a huge opportunity for AI. Uh, it's something, you know, we use a lot within our marketing team and mm. within our sales team. I use ChatGPT almost every day mm. um, on a per for personal stuff just to be like, hey, can you make can you make sure my grammar's right? Mm. Um, and all of that. And I think that's definitely something we're going to see more of. I, I'm speaking at a Curin actually the week this is going out. Mm. And of the three sessions, two of them are AI based. Mm -hmm. One thing when I was talking in a lender session, they were talking about kind of the security risk from AI. Um, and especially, you know, people set up technology. And then if you want to, you have to train AI, right? You have to give mm -hmm. it data to go off of. So are you providing consumer data, borrower data, social security numbers? Are all of these getting provided without really realizing where it's going and what's happening to it? Um, so I think there are a lot of very real concerns. And I kind of hope a lot of folks, you know, walk before they run. That's kind of how we've we've seen it here at Lodestar. We're using it in marketing and customer service a little bit, and then you know, working on some some other applications down the road. Yeah, I mean, I think mm -hmm. there's definitely a purpose for it, and I yeah. think very similar to how a CRM is or how any any other system is, is if you put garbage in, you're going to get yeah. garbage out. And I think AI is no different in regards to that mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. how you set it up with, mm -hmm. with technology. Do you feel, speaking of technology, do you feel like um, people's perception or appetite for different technology has changed? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think in 20, in, in the up market, we were seeing a lot of people say, well, we need we need sales tools to help us compete and to yeah. get as many deals as possible in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw our CRMs, our, you know, chat bots, all of that front of end sales and marketing pieces, I think we're invested right. into really heavily. Um, not necessarily fully built out, but they were purchased. They were set up like that POS right. system. Um, and I'm really seeing, you know, our sale was kind of hard during that time period, right? People weren't looking at operational challenges. And I think we've kind of seen this shift into what it, can we do better operationally? Um, and I think that's something that, you know, mm -hmm. I've been speaking a lot on and I think other people are starting yeah. to speak a lot on mm -hmm. is and pivot their money to, right? Is, well, there aren't any deals out there, so I'm not going to go spend money to get them. I need mm -hmm. to look internally to see how yeah. I can improve my operation to save money. Mm -hmm. That was one thing I heard from a lot of lenders almost bemoaning the fact that, hey, all this automation hasn't saved me a dime. It still costs as much as it ever has to originate a loan. Part of that's volume, but also um, I think to your point, Elena, that they're automating the wrong thing. If you're looking at the front end of marketing and sales, you're not going to see the same cost savings from that. It may help mm -hmm. you get more deals, but you're not going to see the same cost savings from that than automating on the operational side. Yeah. And it's less sexy. It's harder to do. Um, it's less obvious. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to a, another partner of ours last week, um, and they were saying that basically you're not going to see a lift in automating a task if you don't automate more than like 50% or yeah. something like that. Like they, they basically said, if you take away 20% of a person's role, they will not leave, you will not fire them, right? You mm -hmm. will be may or may not out reallocate them to something else. So unless you're able to remove a role completely um, or so much that you can really use a person for something else, you're not going to say that, say that 
that same type of plan. Yeah. And I think there's definitely, you know, when you start to see, I think as we come back and uh, I'm working on a presentation on this right now, actually, is as we start to see volume come back, I think we're going to see you should be looking at technology instead of hiring decisions to see if you can expand the workload of, let's say, an underwriter, right? Yeah. Can that underwriter now produce 150 right. loans instead of 100 loans? So then maybe instead of three underwriters, you need two, yeah. right? And I think or that's where of, you save you know, money. 10 hours overtime, you're not paying any overtime or something like that when things get really crazy. So. Yeah. And I think that's really the conversation we should be looking at mm -hmm. is you know, we're at low staffing levels. So even if you're not investing in the tech now, you can invest the time in researching the tech and making sure that mm -hmm. when volume does come back, maybe you say, you call Lodestar yeah. um, and say, hey, we now have volume. We want to implement your system. Right. Mm -hmm. There was one um, meeting that we were in too, one lender, they were saying, we don't have a lot of uh, volume, but we're very busy, right? And I think mm -hmm. that was a good way of saying it. Like, there's a lot we're doing because we're getting ready for new things to pick back up again, but we're not busy with, with volume, with, with loans coming in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a yeah. very astute point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the way that they put that together. They were from New Jersey, so they were pretty darn. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, I think one of our, Mutual concerns going into the conference is what are people, how would people react to Philadelphia? So yes. how did Philadelphia do on this show? I think Philadelphia did well. Uh, I think there were definitely some moments that I've heard of yeah. that have ha that happened, which they've happened at every show I've yeah. heard. I heard very similar moments from Nashville. So oh, yeah. if we're going to be honest, I don't view too negatively on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think everyone had a lot of fun in Philly. People seem to be fine walking around. I think Philly had the best food, honestly. Sorry, Nashville. I think Nashville has great food. But yeah. you can't walk for lunch to Reading Terminal Market yeah. and get some of the best food. Literally anything. Anywhere mm -hmm. for cheap, too, right? As yeah. Especially, I think, what this industry needed was a yeah. great $10 Denix yeah. sandwich. I think Philadelphia <laughs> did better than I thought. Yes. Too. It was funny. I was walking from the hotel to the conference center one morning and it was a busy street. And I lived in New York for 10 years. You know, I, I'm used to being around cities and I was about to cross. But then I walked back and a guy looked next to me. He's like, yeah, it's not worth your life. And my reaction was like, clearly, you don't live in the city. You're not from around here. Like, that's, this is just how you have to cross the street. Like, yeah, the, the cars will stop, but you have to get yourself out there. So um, I don't think people realized how lucky we were with the weather. Yes. The Phillies won two games while we were there, too, and didn't do a whole lot else after. But, you know, um, it was a bummer. Yeah. I think that was one thing that was really funny to me is mm -hmm. uh, I heard some some lenders actually went to the Phillies Diamondbacks game yeah. and they were Diamondbacks fans. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we got massively heckled in a way that we weren't prepared for. And I was like, I, you wore opposing team. Yeah. apparel to a Phillies game during the playoffs. But also the thing that I don't think people quite realize that I shared with them is Phillies fans go into a drawing to have the chance to purchase yeah. tickets. Yeah. And like, there is not enough tickets for everyone who wants oh, to no, go to the playoff not. games. Yeah. And compared to the Diamondbacks arena right. that had empty seats and you could buy a $7 ticket in yeah. the highest, you yeah. know, those highest tickets in Philly were going yeah. for $150, $200, if not more. Oh, no, um, I thought it was value. $400 minimum. Yeah. yeah. And like mm -hmm. that, that I think is something that I think makes Philly special too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Fan is short for fanatic, right? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
we love the filler. Yeah, I heard actually. less less of the awful stuff that that I thought could have yes. happened. A lot more of people's perceptions of the area than anything else. I think people had really nice things to say about kind of the historical nature of Philly mm-hmm. and the architecture and um, you know things like that that are unique. There's a lot of history in Philly, so it was nice that people were you know checking out and doing those types of things. So it was it was better than I. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was very nervous for how spread out the show was and yeah. also you know people's perception of the city but i top marks for philadelphia so i was happy about that yeah and i think a lot of people weren't prepared for how big philly is in comparison to nashville like the yeah. philadelphia convention center is maybe four times the size of the nashville convention yeah. center like, there was a whole building that wasn't even the right building yeah like two blocks over yeah. uh like in comparison i used i used to work in you know no. events and i was one of the things that we got was citywide convention data mm-hmm. uh we were were at pre-2020 i think this is a 5,000 person conference yeah uh philadelphia can support 70,000 to 100,000 yeah. person conferences mm-hmm. so this is definitely one of the smaller ones for the city itself yeah um and i think because of that it felt like you were walking miles to get yeah. to the convention floor yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but if you walked outside, it was faster. If you walked in the building, it took forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, I th- I, I'm think i excited for Denver next year. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a good show. I will say the one thing I'm already concerned about is the alcohol difference for people. The altitude. Uh, because of altitude. And the walking. Yeah. Uh, 15,000 steps a day, a mile high. Uh, so I will be packing oxygen for next year. I I took it at the at Snug last year, and let me tell you, it helped so much with my asthma and everything. So yeah. uh, I will be I will have oxygen with me in the little thing. Laugh at me all you want. Um, that's that's my key. T- that's my pro tip for for twenty twenty four in Denver. And it's just comfy shoes. Comfy and it will shoes. will be a lot colder. So. Oh, it's gonna be so cold in Denver. It's like the weekend before Halloween. Yeah. Anyways, um, so final thoughts on the conference as we wrap up here. Um, I think the biggest thing I took away is, like Philadelphia, the mortgage industry right now is kind of an underdog. Uh, I think, you know, we're the wild card. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a very similar story to yeah. Philadelphia sports, how Philly always comes back. I'm... I'm trying here with this metaphor. Stop laughing. Well, like, no one likes us. We don't care. The mortgage industry. I was like, that, that, that checks that out. Yeah, that tracks. And I just think it's so important to kind of take that message. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the companies that you least expect are going to do the best, right? There are people that will thrive in this market. And we're going to see, I think, some new top players come out of this market. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some consolidation, some shifting. Right. Um, yeah. But we're not going anywhere. No, and I think, you know, stay alive or survive till 25 misses the point because it's mm-hmm. it's more about how can you set yourself up for success? How can you, you know, cover your downside, you know, be solvent, that's super important. But then, like, how can you take advantage of this so you're coming out, you know, at twice the speed of everyone else? How can you thrive in 25, right? If you're surviving yeah. until 25. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know, but how can we set ourselves up to thrive in 25? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone expects to thrive next year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I think there's an opportunity yeah. there. And I think mm-hmm. there are some people who, in speaking to, they really saw that mm-hmm. as an opportunity. And there were others that kind of looked at it as just, oh, well, everything's bad. Yeah. And I think your your mindset matters here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you did the intro. I can do the outro Let's if you'd like. Sure. 
Um, well, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you all next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, one of us will be hosting. Uh, we're not sure who yet. There's a lot of fun episodes coming up. So we do have a lot of fun here. episodes up. We probably saw a bunch of you all who actually listen to our podcast. So thank you for coming to the event or uh, meeting with us throughout the show. Yeah, and we're looking for guests for the back half of season four. So if that is something you're interested in, let us know. We'd be happy to chat with you and see if we can get you on one of these podcasts. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week.